G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. It honestly astounds me how many are coming to seek Jesus and seek the truth. And once they do come to the Lord, they are all in. The same way they threw themselves into that new age spiritual lifestyle, they are throwing themselves into the kingdom of God and all that He has. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time, Pastor Bianca Serratore began to share with us her life journey and how she eventually planted a church on the Gold Coast with her husband, Anthony. They soon found that people who had previously been in the New Age movement began coming to their church and coming to the Lord. This occurred after she had had a similar response when she began doing online ministry during the COVID lockdowns. So, what has led to this rise in interest in Christianity among people formerly in the New Age movement? We'll find out today as Pastor Bianca Serratore shares more of her story. Once again, she's joining us from the Gold Coast and is chatting with Eric Scatterbo. You're making these videos during the COVID lockdowns, not having any idea who's going to see it and contact you. And suddenly, several of them are from this New Age background. So did you have to real quick read up on it and learn about where where they're coming from? Yeah, I I did not expect it at all. I didn't set out to do these videos to reach a certain group of people, but I started to notice my direct messages, my DMs were filling up with Mm -hmm. these people. Hey, I spoke to my friend who's um, just become a Christian. Could you share a little bit more about who Jesus is? Can you tell mm. me where to start reading in the Bible? Can you tell me um, who Jesus was? Is he the only way to heaven? Wow, a all real hunger questions, out there. Yeah. Such a hunger. Yeah. And all these questions. Are, and I was I was like, wow, this is this feels like a movement. This feels like God is doing something in a whole group of people and opening their eyes to who he is. And so I started to, yeah, reach back out to them and and learn a little bit about where they were coming from because I had no concept of this aside from maybe They never like, mentioned that in Bible school, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I had no idea why they used crystals or what psychics did or what mediums did. I started to learn about what their way of living looked mm-hmm. like before they they were interested or found Jesus. But there are people who are honestly seeking the truth. Every single day. Hmm. It honestly astounds me how many are coming to seek Jesus and seek the truth. And once they do come to the Lord, they are all in. Hmm. The same way they threw themselves into that new age spiritual lifestyle they are throwing themselves into the kingdom of God and all that he has. So they're on fire. Now, I had heard that, I mean, at the end of the day, New Age movement is a deception from the evil one. Absolutely. And 
what it can tell people is, oh, you can have spirituality without having to have morality or accountability. And then it also kind of plays to the ego that, oh, you are God. Yes. So is that all part of it? It's all part of it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them do believe that through processes and different things that they can do, they actually can be God, that they are God, Mm. that they are God to the world around them, that if they love people and they live like in a higher way, that they will be just as God is. And so they, a lot of them, yeah, again, what you said was perfect. They, they can have this spirituality, but without the morality. And essentially that's spirituality outside of Jesus Mm. and outside of the Holy Mm. Spirit. And so I find that they understand the deep spiritual things of God quite quickly, but then their lifestyle has to change as well after that as well. I mean, if we go back to the Garden of Eden, well, what was the lie from the devil? Oh, you will become like God. Right. He's still using that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing's changed Nothing's many years changed. later. Yeah. So the good news, though, is that many people in their desperation and in their hunger and, and in their unfulfillment are coming to people like you. And can you share one story like this so we can kind of track how they move from that new age movement to coming to the Lord? Yeah. So I, one couple in particular came to me. Well, uh, firstly, the, the woman came to me and she started messaging me. And um, at this that is all time, online had, because this is this is COVID. all this is all during COVID. So this yeah. is all during the years of 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, I had started an online discipleship school, which was basically an eight-week program to help disciple people who just come to Jesus. So, so just a a, like a basic introduction to Christianity and the basics of the faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And healthy spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I added that eventually because I realized that they had been taught a lot of unhealthy spirituality. Oh, okay. Yeah. So healthy spirituality, who the Holy Spirit is, who Jesus is. Yeah. So basics of Christianity, an eight-week course that we began running. And so these um, mostly women would come to me and I would connect them into a course right away. And Mm -hmm. they'd start taking these courses with me. And I started to notice these incredible transformations in their life. So one story in particular, um, a woman named Steph who came to me and she's just started messaging me lots of questions. And she had actually had a dream of Jesus. Mm. And that's what started to shift. And uh, because I think of all the, the maybe dark new age experiences she'd had, when she encountered Jesus in her dream and she said he was so light and it was so different to any spiritual encounter she had ever experienced, um, she knew that it was the truth and she began her own search. And that's when she came to me and she did this course and her life completely changed. And eventually her partner, who they weren't married at the time, they're married now, her partner started asking her questions and she led him to Jesus and they both came to me and we were in the middle of lockdown. And I remember them saying, we we read in the Bible that it says we need to be baptized. What do we do? And I'm oh. like, I don't yeah, know. How do you do that like, online? <laughs> how do you baptize online? How do you baptize in the middle of a lockdown? I was yeah. like, I don't know. I have to work out how to get you guys baptized. So um, they ended up going to their local beach and baptizing themselves oh, <laughs> because wow. they didn't know any other way. Um, eventually they did get baptized with a pastor later mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. um, then I started to notice. But such um, a hunger on their part. Such a hunger. Yeah. And every single one who started to come to me, so 
they had a real hunger for the word. So started reading the word and wanted to get baptized almost straight away because that's what they saw in the book Mm -hmm. of Acts, you Mm -hmm. know, they'd they'd get baptized in water. And so, um, yeah, so Stefan Raff eventually just, they're a really solid, God-fearing couple now. They both work in ministry together. And Steph is now leading the discipleship school that I was leading. So she's joined my team and she's now part of leading and helps lead others out of new age to Jesus. Oh, fantastic. I just wanted to go back to what you were saying about her experience that in the new age movement, it was a dark experience. Like, I don't know that a lot of people know about that because, well, we know as Christians, it's there's demonic forces behind it all, but they don't think that. They think this is, you know, a spiritual enlightenment. But uh, interesting that her contrast, I mean, why she was attracted to Jesus, because she had had dark, sounds like scary experiences, and Jesus was different. He's the light. Yeah. And I think it begins as seeming peaceful and light and all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's quite deceptive to start with. Mm-hmm. But the deeper they go into any kind of modality or different things, they start to have experiences, say, like nightmares mm. out of nowhere, and they start to experience dark encounters. Mm. And so when Jesus shows up and he is so clearly different, yeah. there is such peace in him, there is such light in him, they realize, oh, that is deception. Mm-hmm. He is the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth does. It sets them free. Amen. You're listening to The Story. Our guest today is once again Pastor Bianca Serratore, who's sometimes referred to as the barefoot pastor because of her propensity to preach sermons with her shoes off. As we've been hearing, more and more people with a background in the New Age movement have been contacting her online and coming to the Lord. We'll hear more of Bianca's story when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Today, our guest is once again Pastor Bianca Serratore, who's joining us from the Gold Coast. Before the break, we heard a story about a lady named Steph who contacted Bianca online and had previously been involved with New Age spirituality. As we heard, Steph eventually became a Christian along with her partner. Now, we'll hear more of Bianca's story as she continues her chat with Eric Scatterbo. Any other stories of uh, people like this? I could listen to these stories all day. Oh, yeah, I guess um, I, more of them start when I eventually moved um, to the Gold Coast. Maybe should I share a little bit about? Oh, well, let, let's uh, find out why you moved to the Gold Coast. So during this time in 2020 and 2021, we had felt led ourselves, my husband and I, we have three kids to um, plant a church. And um, we're really just seeking God on where that could be. And we ended up um, just really sensing that God had called us to the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. What a great place to be. (laughs) It was uh, right, you know, by the beaches and everything like that, but really felt highlighted and called to this place. 
which without even realizing it has an incredibly large new age population. Oh, is that right? And yeah, all the way from um, the northern rivers of New South Wales up to the Gold Coast, um, really large population of new age people, which at the time we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God seems to just open those doors mm-hmm. for us. So we moved at the end of 2021 and um, in early 2022 uh, really started our church and started just small gatherings and the people that came were, lo and behold, people leaving New Age spiritualism. Mm. And they just seemed to be drawn into what we were doing. Did you meet up with any of the people who you knew online, or is that they were in different areas? They were in different areas. Okay. Yeah, so, th- we so this is completely new. Completely new, completely new space, completely new place. Uh, but I guess another layer to really what God wanted to do in bringing these um, ex-New Ages to Jesus and into community now and into fellowship now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I only offered an eight-week course. There wasn't much more than that. I would get them plugged into a local church Mm -hmm. and I'd say, you know, so important to get plugged into a local church and start your own study of the Bible and have a pastor and all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But outside of that, there wasn't much more that I could do. And so when we came here, we felt really clearly from God that we would start to build community around around these people mm-hmm. and around um, bringing them in. And I remember we were in our very first meeting for church. It was our very first one. It was kind of unexpected. It was the weekend that there were actually uh, there was actually heavy rains and the floods were starting to come into you know northern New South Wales. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't a great time for a first church service. Yeah, but we we had a room of fifty people somehow end up with us, and we were doing a Q and A just to share a little bit about who we were you know, what we're about, about what, what our church was going to look like. And there was a woman in the front row and her name was Lou. And she, I remember, asked me a few different, quite curly questions, tricky questions about the oh. Bible. And I soon discovered that she was an ex-psychic, had oh. worked as an incredibly successful psychic for about 12 months, was doing hypnotherapy and different things like that. But in her journey, again, encountered Jesus in her sleep, in a dream, and started to search and um, look for him and look online at different videos and teaching and preaching and came to Jesus. And so she ended up in our church service that night through my social media and said to me, I have about 20 women that I'm discipling who've left the New Age movement and have become Christians, and they need a church home. They need a place to go. Wow. I mean, how did did that make you feel? Like, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I thought, this is so clear now, God, where you've called us and what Mm -hmm. you've called us to do. And I'm still at a loss for why, but I'll just keep following your rabbit trail and, you know, do as you're leading. And so – ended up, you know, walking alongside her, but she's still discipling these women and helping them. So did they all start coming to your church? They were all over Australia. So um, then began the process of discipling them. So they did our online discipleship school and started plugging them into churches wherever they were. And Mm -hmm. yes, some of them did end up coming to our church as well. Wow. I mean, talk about 
what every person who starts a ministry would hope and pray for. <laughs> yes. fall, it fell right into your lap. Yeah. I mean, 12 years into ministry, but still, yes, yes it did. Yes, but you persevered. In the, in the right place in the right time, mm -hmm. definitely. God, yeah, just showed us where we were meant to be and who he was sending. And then you began baptizing on beaches? Yeah. So when they first came to me, so it was Lou and her best friend Kirby, and Kirby had also, you know, dabbled in the new age and had, I think, met Lou through her hypnotism sessions, which Lou completely gave that life up. So I should say that she shut down her very successful business to walk with the now, Lord. Now, we should say that, you know, Lou was giving up her whole profession, her income, her, her way of yes. life. Yeah. And for many of them, they're making really substantial decisions. Like it's leaving a whole community mm -hmm. behind for some mm -hmm. of them because it's not always well received when they become Christians. They're leaving professions. Yeah. They're saying, when they're saying yes to Jesus, they're, they're turning away from a lot in their life. So it's a huge transformation. And, and significant sacrifice as well. Very significant sacrifice for many of them. So Lou, you know, went back to study and uh, had to, you know, learn a whole new way of living essentially. Mm -hmm. But the fruit has been beautiful. But when, when Lou and Kirby did come to me, um, you know, they sat with me and they asked me a lot of questions and they said they really wanted to get baptized because they knew that that was the next step. And I thought, well, I've, you know, barely started a church. We've we've just had a few small meetings. I was like, well, we'll get baptized in the beach. We'll go down to the beach and we'll start baptizing people in the ocean. And so they were one of the first two mm -hmm. um, to get baptized in the ocean, Burley Beach. And then there was more and then more and then you really? know, another five and then another six and then another three. Wow. And, yeah, I think in that first six months, we baptized about 25 people. Wow. And you also have a home church. How does that fit into all this? Yeah. So when we began, the, ch the church uh, was really meant to be a slow start. I don't know um, if anybody's familiar with planting churches. It's kind of you establish a team. It, it works in layers. But mm -hmm. for us, it kind of accelerated quite quickly because mm -hmm. of the amount of people and the type of people who were coming to us. And so we thought we need a place to put these people. It was really hard to find venues. And so we started a house church. And, and, then and we I had, should say, if I could just interrupt a moment, they're yeah. not looking for the traditional church. Well, exactly. Well, we, we, we soon discovered this. So when we opened up our home, I thought, well, they're going to be really uncomfortable with that because I wasn't, I'd never done home church before. I'd always been a part of a, say, a somewhat traditional mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. You know, I've building. always been a part in a building, in a service, mm -hmm. but more and more started coming to these house church meetings and my house was packed. I mean, we had 40 people in my tiny wow. living room and I wow. thought, what is this? And I realized by speaking to them more and more that they actually weren't comfortable with walking into traditional churches. Mm -hmm. They weren't comfortable with... um they thought they looked different. They thought that they would be judged. There were many different reasons. And um, we now do a combination of house church and corporate gatherings in a building together. But we noticed that they were coming more and more to the house church and they felt very comfortable to mm. walk into our home and just feel at home there. Mm -hmm. And so we did worship and we 
you know, we taught the word and yeah, eventually these house churches grew. So we now have three house churches on the Gold Coast and we're seeing, we're still seeing the same pattern. They're coming into house church first um, and eventually integrating into Mm -hmm. our main services. So it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah. So now when I picture people being baptized on the beach and then being in home churches, this is taking me back to the uh, Jesus people movement in Southern California in the late 60s, early 70s. Is that uh, something that you're kind of relating to as well? Yeah, absolutely. We've watched the Jesus Revolution movie and Mm -hmm. really felt like this is actually a lot like what we're seeing, you know? And even just speaking to them, speaking to Lou, and she said, I see so much of myself in these stories. I see Mm -hmm. so much of my friends and the people we're bringing to Jesus in these stories because they're all, they were all looking for something. They're all desperately seeking. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, they're not finding their fit, but when they meet Jesus, something really significant in their life happens. And so, yeah, they're getting baptized on the beaches. We're sitting in homes barefoot. It's just what (laughs) seems to be happening. Just like the hippies in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. And just like, the hippies in the 60s and 70s, they were all, you know, trying drugs, sex, drugs, rock and roll and yeah. and uh, new age philosophies, although I probably wasn't called that at that time. But Eastern mysticism, especially with the Beatles and all that was very popular. And many of them were not being fulfilled. They were despondent and searching for more and end up coming to the Lord through the, uh, I think it was Chuck Smith's Calvary Chapel Church in Southern California. And of course, that's now in the movie, Jesus Revolution. And you're seeing the parallels between that movement and what you're seeing today. Yeah, so much. And it really, the the way it came, it came out of COVID, out of this um, really uncertain time in the world, which was very similar to back then. And they were searching for truth, but really on a dangerous path in the end that was leading them down some darkness. And so... There's just so many parallels with that movement and what Mm. we're beginning to see. And I say beginning to see because it's still happening Mm -hmm. um, more and more and more. And we're actually noticing now that social media influencers who were leaders in their spheres of influence in the new age are coming to Jesus and then their followers are watching their transformation Mm. and coming to Jesus. And so we're noticing these these leaders in these movements actually completely changing and transforming their life. So we're, we're only going to see it more. It's only going to grow. Wow, that is so exciting. I mean, like if, when you watch the, the movie Jesus Revolution, you're thinking, oh, that was so cool what happened back then. People being baptized and all, you know coming to the Lord, and it's so exciting, but it's actually happening now today. Yes, and, and they love getting baptized on the beach. I have to say that. <laughs> they just Something about the beach. Something about, I guess, because they all are somewhat hippies and barefoot and there is something really freeing about mm. them getting into the ocean and, you know, solidifying their faith in Jesus mm-hmm. outside. Out, out in nature. Yeah, out in nature. Not one of them has asked me, or oh, do you have a pool or can we go inside? They're not interested. They want to be out in the ocean and um, so when we saw it on the movie, I was like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah. And then also you're ministering at Mind Body Spirit Festivals. What is that all about? 
Yes. Yeah, so this whole, once we started in this ministry and down this path, we realized that there's a whole world of people who are ministering to new age people. So we joined a team who actually what they do is they go in almost covertly <laughs> to Mind Body Spirit Festival, which is a, a very big, very well-known those are uh, new, new age, age festivals. So new age almost festival. everybody there is somehow in the new age movement. But yet yes. there's this Christian booth in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a quite and they they're growing, so there's quite a few Christian booths now. Oh, okay. Which is exciting. And so we started to join this team of <laughs> radical people setting up booths in these um, new age uh, festivals all over Australia. So mm-hmm. now they're all over Australia. We go to the one in Brisbane because that's closest to mm-hmm. us. And um, we offer prayer. We're able to talk to them. We answer questions that they may have about Jesus and different things like that. And we're seeing many come to the Lord, Um, sometimes 50 or 60 over the course of the weekend coming to Jesus. And saying the sinner's prayer, receiving a Bible, and then we're following up and getting them planted and plugged into churches, doing things like Alpha courses. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Wow. Exciting times. Anything else you'd like to share with us today? I would just say that um, if you're seeing this, if you're seeing, um, I think you will begin to see more and more new age people coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you're seeing this, um, to just really lean in, they're more open to Jesus than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hungry. They're really ready to receive the gospel. Um, don't shy away from speaking and, and, and telling them who Jesus is and telling them the truth and that he's the only way. Because once they're in, they're all in and they're incredible disciples who then go on and make disciples and they're telling their friends. And it's really making waves and ripple effects through whole entire communities. So don't be afraid to open up conversations. They may look a little bit different. They mm-hmm. may have really, you know, unusual <laughs> thoughts or theologies. But, you know, when we disciple them really well, it's just incredible the fruit and the spiritual fruit we see. Wow. Very exciting. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all this good news about this kind of revival in a sense. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Our guest today has been Pastor Bianca Serratore from Fire Church on the Gold Coast. To find out more information, her church website is freshfire.com.au. Once again, that's freshfire.com.au. Well, it was great to hear how many people from a New Age background are coming to the Lord and are on fire for the Lord. And as Bianca and Eric said, there are several parallels between what's happening today and the Jesus People movement in the late 60s and early 70s in Southern California. People who are burnt out striving to find God and peace through spiritual enlightenment have been finding the way, the truth and the life in Jesus Christ. And the truth is setting them free. Well, how about you? Have you been struggling to find peace and fulfillment, but have only been left feeling empty? If you'd like to pray with someone about how you can be set free through faith in Jesus, our prayer line is 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. We would absolutely love to pray with you on that number again, 1-800-772-936. Finally, we'll end with these comforting verses from the book of Psalms. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. 
He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Once again, if you'd like to pray with someone today, our prayer line is 1-800-772-936. Well, thanks for joining us for part two of Bianca Serratore's story and the stories of ex-New Ages coming to the Lord. We pray that this movement continues to grow. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.